Hey, so uh, I've really enjoyed the last couple weeks as we have continued to provide opportunities for people to share their story. Uh, before our gathering time together, I prayed a specific prayer that anytime like good things seem to start to happen, that you seem to see God tangibly work, the enemy fights and pushes back. And one of the ways that we stay motivated, the, one of the ways that we remember how specifically God is at work now, how he has been at work in the past, and how we can have confidence that God is at work and going to be at work in the future, is when we share our story. And so this morning, I have the privilege of hanging out with Jobina up here a little bit and uh, give her an opportunity to share her story and how God has been at work in her life. And so Jobina, I'll just throw this to you. Tell me a little bit about kind of the, the origin story and what brought you here this morning. And this thing works. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I grew up in a family full of all kinds of abuse and neglect. Quite a dysfunctional group to grow up in. I um, had... A couple of examples of healthy relationships <laughs> to witness scattered throughout my 40-some years now. Yeah. So tell, tell me a little bit about, you, you grew up in that culture. Um, how did you cope with that? I didn't really. When I was 12, I started finding different ways to numb, and it included all kinds of activities and substances and anything I could do to not acknowledge what was going on within. God's been at work in your life, though, but it's not been without pain and suffering. Tell me a little bit about Michael. <laughs> Michael. Um, Michael was my son. He was born when I was 20. He had a congenital heart defect, had three heart surgeries. When Michael was with me, I was in the church. You know, pastor spent the, the last surgery, our pastor from church spent the, his whole day, 13 hours he was in surgery, and the pastor was there mm. the whole day. <coughs> working out of the waiting room. Um, but I, at the time, I didn't really know what it was like to have a relationship with God. I mean, I was trying as much as I could, but you know, I didn't really know what it looked like. Went to church, I didn't really read the Bible. I Lots of crisis prayer in those days. <laughs> um, he, um, he had his last open heart surgery when he was 23 months old, and um, he passed away four days before his second birthday. Hmm. He would now be turning, it's 2022, he would be turning 24 in June hmm. this year. <clears throat> um, lots of numbing for many hmm. years before and following. Um, I was 22 when he died. 
And it wasn't always drugs or alcohol. It was scrapbooking when I was pregnant with Samantha. It was pleasing their father. And, you know, it's, it was anything to not have to, to keep the wall built up. Yeah. Because I was afraid that all of the things that were packed up behind that wall <laughs> would overwhelm me and anyone in my yeah. vicinity if I let them go. Yeah. Jobina, you have one of the most incredible perspectives <laughs> on that difficult time in your life. Share with us uh, what you've shared with me many a times, whether it's sitting <laughs> on across uh, you know, the table grabbing coffee or, or lunch or dinner. What reflect on who you see God as and and you know, kind of that takeaway lesson that you have shared with me before about your experience with Michael. <clears throat> so looking back on all of it, um, in the <clears throat> perspective I have now, I can see God working through all of it. I mean, the dysfunction of childhood, Michael's life, <clears throat> and Michael's death, I am... Um, at some point, I'm not exactly sure when, I realized that Michael's purpose in my life was for me to know how much God loves me. Because as much as it hurt to lose my baby, <laughs> he gave his son for me. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Um, there is much more to the story. There's many more we'll layers. Call part one. We call this part <laughs> one. Um, and just to share with that, there are many chapters to all of your different stories, and we want to give you an opportunity to share that. Um, and so Jobina was able to share a little bit of hers. Uh, I'd encourage you, if you get a chance to ask her a little bit, bit more about her story and her perspective and um, Jobina, it's really remarkable the fact that that is your perspective now. Took a long time and rough roads to get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And here's what I want to do is I want to pray for her. Um, and then John will come back up and continue to guide us through our gathering. God, right now, I thank you for Jobina's presence in my life and the life of our church. God, the fact that through the loss of her son, she comes to a perspective of how much you love us. God, it's only by your grace, your strength, and your power, and your move in her life that I can, I can chalk that up to, to that perspective, God. So I just thank you for her, and I thank you the gift that she is. God, I thank you for Samantha and Maddie and their presence with our church. God, I thank you that you, you continue to bring people to generations who are very real and honest and are willing to share the work that you have done in their life. God, I'm thankful for Jobina's testimony, for her story and how she's able to point back to you. God, thank you for your love and for your grace and for your patience and presence with us, even when we don't deserve it. God, so I pray for Jobina. God, I pray for the upcoming move and the good things that you are just blessing her and the girls with, God, I, I just pray for that. 
God, may we continue to rally around them and support them in real and tangible ways. Thank you for your love and for your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.